important that you be in prayer. I love, love talking to people at the end of their life who have said they were a prayer warrior and they saw God work. Well, you want to make a difference in this world? Pray. I have been amazed, blown over with prayer and what God does. Sometimes you pray for your child, your grandchild, um, that, they'll, that they will come to a relationship uh, with the Lord. Someone pulled me aside this week and said, I have been praying for my grandchild to go to church, to go to church, to go to church. And he has become interested in a young lady. And she said, if you're going to be interested in me, you're going to go to church. I've been praying for that. God answers prayer. Sometimes you pray for a long, long time. When you pray for, and, and I talk to people, and I say, when you're praying for someone, that they will come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that God will get involved in their life. Remember, you are praying for their eternal soul. And it's between God and them. You pray. You plant the seed when possible. You be faithful. Let God take care of the details. It, it's worth it if you pray your whole life for a child, you pass away, and a year later they come to know Jesus Christ. Because you've got all of eternity to celebrate, right? So you pray. I think I have that conversation once a week. I say, you're, you're praying for them for eternity. If it takes a while, keep praying. Keep praying. Uh, we pray for, for God to protect our children, our grandchildren. I'm asked someone if I could... If I could share a story, they said they pray for their grandchild. They pray for their grandchild. They pray for their grandchild. And um, the other day, they were at the store, and the grandchild went and, and got a grocery cart. And in the grocery cart, the kid grabbed something and didn't know what it was and took it home. And mom saw that, that they were playing with something, and the child, young child, had grabbed some cocaine. And luckily... Uh, Mom caught that, called the police, intervened, but nothing serious happened. God protects. So we pray a hedge of protection around our family, right? That's important. We pray. Um, we've had these conver these things. Uh, I can remember uh, a couple months ago, someone calling and saying, Pastor Scott, can you pray? This person is missing. And we need to pray. And we prayed. And before we said amen, God answered the prayer. God answers prayer immediately, doesn't he? God can sometimes the Bible says that we gotta knock and we gotta keep on knocking, and we gotta keep on knocking, and we keep gotta keep on. We have to be persistent in prayer. Because God answers prayer. We pray for healing. But probably maybe on the list. Healing, we often put at the top, like you come on Wednesday nights and, and pray for healing, pray for healing, pray for healing. But sometimes God's will is not healing. And, and maybe there should be, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for healing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But shouldn't we be praying for the souls, for morality, for, for people to do what is right, for victory over temptation? 
victory over sin. Um, God answers prayers. We pray for people who are broken in their mind. And God heals the mind. We pray for the lost. I, I just, I'm excited and I know that it's just beginning. But I have for, for a while been praying with Diane Schrader about Matt. That he would be in church. And I am thrilled that that young man is in church and that he's listening. Uh, and I know that the unshackled story takes a while. I'm praying that God will work and that God will, will do some things and will continue to work in his life and continue to bring him out. That's an answered prayer. And God answers prayers. And so what I did was I just sat down um, and I thought about prayers in the Bible that, that I just love. And I started jotting them down. I, I started just this prayer, this prayer, this prayer, this prayer, this prayer. And I started writing down prayers. And then I started looking up some verses about prayer and put them under uh, one of the prayers that I thought were appropriate. And I began looking and I said, okay, we got some powerful prayers in the Bible. And I'd like to just take some time for the next couple weeks. And I'd like us to look at some powerful prayers from the Bible. And I'd like to encourage you to pray. To pray, to pray, to pray. Um, maybe I, and prayer needs to be automatic. Prayer needs to be automatic. Um, it should be a natural, uh, important response. I think I've shared this, this story. Um, as I went over to, to be with mom, uh, the night before she passed away and spent the night with her dad needed some sleep and mom wasn't sleeping and, and we really couldn't leave her alone. Couldn't get a chance to sleep. But as I was there with mom, mom, mom went, went, went. She was always on the go. She, she couldn't sit still. Her whole life, she was like that. We tried to get her to, me and Sean, but she wouldn't. She was always on the go. And um, that night, as I was there with her, one of the things she, I got to get up. I got to get going. I got to go. It's like, where are you going to go, mom? And then, and then she, she just, she prayed. She said, I pray for Scott, pray for Sean, and I pray for David. I pray Jesus for, for and, that, and I look at that, that was just, she was just going through her routine. I don't, and in her last moments, prayer, and I said, this is a woman who, who faithfully, her whole life has been praying and praying and praying. Now here she is, and she's still praying, and it's automatic. Prayer should be automatic. And I think that that's very, very important. Is it that kind of automatic to you that um, at the end of your life, what you'll be characterized is because prayer changes things. And I've seen that, and I've been taught that, and I've lived that. And I just, 
I think it's a big deal. And I would like to encourage you to pray. So let's open our Bibles tonight to Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14. I like ask I like asking people to do things. Um, I was really excited uh, one week I I asked so I asked people in church I said, "Would you do this for me?" There's three places in the Bible where it talks about the armor of God. And I say I only I only ever hear people talk about Ephesians. And most people it seems like when they come up and they talk about it, the armor of God and they 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 talk about the apostle Paul, they act like the the Apostle Paul came up with the idea for the armor of God, and he was the first one to coin it. Well, they don't realize that and, and that the Old Testament talks about the armor of God. Paul was just kind of updating it, and, and it's almost like he's he's just referencing what the Old Testament talked about. And I said, I'd like for you to find the three places in the in the Bible that talk about the armor of God. And the next week, somebody came back and they said, Pastor Scott, I went and I did that. I found the three places in the in the Bible where there's the armor of God. And that was really interesting. I was like, hey, all right. So I got something for you. I'd like you to think this week about prayer and where you find prayers in the Bible. And if you're studying, if you're looking at prayer, just think about, oh, I remember that prayer and I remember this prayer. And just jot down prayers. And what I'd like you to do is, is give me a call, send me an email. Talk to me and say, here's the list of prayers that I wrote down. And we can compare lists. And let's just see uh, which prayers you come up with. And it might strike up an interesting conversation. And I would love that. So I'd encourage you to do that this week. That's a little, little motivation for you. Okay? So Numbers chapter 14, verses 11 to 25. I'm going to start with one of the biggest prayers. That I have on my list. It says in Numbers 14 verses 11 to 25. Then the Lord said to Moses. How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them. I will strike them with pestilence. And disinherit them. And I will make of you. A nation greater and mightier than they. And Moses prays, right? Aren't we glad that he prayed? And he says in verse 13, And Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear it. For by your might you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands above them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if you kill these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of your fame will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people to the land which he swore to them. Therefore, he killed them in the wilderness. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken. 
saying, The Lord is long-suffering, abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Pardon the iniquity of this people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all these men have seen my glory in the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who reject me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow turn and move out into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And as I look at this, I see that God comes to Moses because there is a problem. Moses intercedes on behalf of the people, and God answers the prayers. I think that, that that is an amazing, amazing uh, passage of Scripture. And so the first thing that I see here, the first thing that I wrote down is that as we pray to God, um, it's important, for, first of all, that we need to make sure that we must appeal to God's character. You know, Moses here, as he prays to God, he acknowledges that God is great, that he has done all these wonderful things to the children of Israel. And he has brought them out of Egypt by his mighty hand and outstretched arm. And he says, God, if you destroy these people, if you wipe, wipe them out, what will the world around say? And, and I, would, I would encourage you that as you pray, to always start out with praise to the Lord. Our God, our God is good. He is great. He is holy. He is the amazing creator. He is the almighty. He is the provider. And there are so many other things that, that we can use to praise the Lord for his goodness and his greatness, his grace, his mercy, his courage. Um, I found it really interesting. Someone has, someone has been reminding me, I was talking about courage, and they've been praising the Lord for God giving them courage. That's awesome, because God can do that for them. And we need to give him praise. And I think it's okay for us to appeal to God's character and what he is able to do. It's okay to say to, say to God, God, um, I, my child has run so far from you. They, they deserve to be punished for what they have done. They have run. They have, and, but God, I pray your mercy and your grace in their life. And it's okay to pray, God, their story could be an 
unshackled story. I, I've prayed that often. And I'll continue to pray it. And I encourage you to pray it. If you know somebody who's run from the Lord, pray that, that God will do something amazing, that He will do something great, that God will, will lead a, a Gideon to hand them a Bible, that God will... Uh, have one of their children go to summer camp this, this year and get saved, and then the whole family is changed around. Pray that God will get them to find the right person, to plant the right seed, so that the, that the story will be amazing. Because our God is able to forgive. He is able to abundantly pardon. Also, I think it's very, very important that when we pray, that we quote scripture to God in prayer, that we can we can appeal to his word. He gave it there for a reason. And Moses uses that here in verses 17 and 18. It says, And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. But but he by no means clears the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. In that verse right there he says, just as you have spoken, Lord. God spoke those words in and around the time of the Ten Commandments. As in Exodus chapter 34 verses 6 to 8 is quoted here in Numbers chapter 14. God's, Moses says, God, this is what you said. So, you're praying for God's hedge of protection around your family. You could go to verses where Jesus Christ talks about how God has his angels before the throne protecting those little ones. You can go to the book of Job where we read that God placed a hedge of protection around Job. And I think that that's very, very appropriate. As we pray for someone's life to be changed, we could pray, we could pray scriptures where we see that God is able to create in someone a new creation. Uh, uh, he is able to make all grace abound Toward you, so that in all things, at all times, you may abound to every good work. Our God is great, and I think it's absolutely appropriate. We can pray that God will allow us as Christians to be like minded, that we might with one mouth and one mind glorify our God and Savior. That those things are all very, very appropriate. You can quote scripture to God. I, I think it. And I'm absolutely talking about um, your personal prayer. Um, and I think that this is absolutely okay. Another thing that I see in this passage of Scripture is that uh, God answers prayers and He pardons sin. And when we pray that God will do something about sin in our own personal lives, God can provide forgiveness for those sins. And repentant. And we need to make sure that we are repentant. In uh, verse 20, it says, Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. 
But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Our God answers prayers. I put in here uh, 1 John 1, 9. I, I would have you go look there, but I think that that might be a verse that we all can quote together. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, as I look at this, Moses prayed this amazing prayer. God answered. He responded. But the children of Israel, if we looked at the text here and we saw that the children of Israel were being disobedient. God said, go up into the land and take it for yourselves. The people said, we don't want to go. We don't want to go into the land. We don't care what Joshua and Caleb say. And God says, oh, these people, why won't they listen? And God says, I will pardon them. I will forgive them. I won't wipe them out. But they don't get the land. They cannot go up into the promised land. Their children will be able to, but not them. Only Joshua and Caleb are going to see the promised land. And as a matter of fact, he said, don't even, don't even try. You know what I, I find interesting? Is that God's people don't get the blessing of going into the land. And they didn't listen to God. They didn't heed his voice. And they had a personal responsibility. And in verse 25, it says, Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow, turn and move out into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. They did not get to go up into the promised land. They were told to stay away. And they still didn't listen to, to God's voice. And they tried to go up anyways. Did that work out very well for them? No. There's something... As I look at it, as I read prayer, we have a personal responsibility. And that, that's very, very important in this topic. We need to be faithful in praying, interceding for others like Moses was, praying for your children, your grandchildren, and praying that God will work in their life, that the Holy Spirit will. Cry out to them and make a difference and, and draw them back to himself. And that's very, 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 very important. But every person has a responsibility before God. Their own personal responsibility. I said something a, a few weeks ago. Heaven has no grandchildren. And I said that. And I didn't explain myself very well. And someone asked me, they said, does that mean our grandchildren aren't going to heaven? No, by no means. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's a personal responsibility. I talked about my mom praying for me. She could do that her whole life. But when it comes to my relationship with God, that's on me. right? And so as she interceded for me, I still had a personal responsibility to heed the voice and to listen to the voice of God. And you can pray for people and you can, you can intercede and go before God like Moses did. You can quote scripture and, 
and pray that God will put people in their lives and give them the opportunity and that God will... But understand that every person has their personal responsibility. Just because I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior does not mean that my children, my grandchildren do. They have the responsibility of knowing and accepting and listening to the voice of Jesus Christ and believing Him and coming to that personal relationship. Here, God, God laid it out. He spelled it out to the children of Israel. First He said, come up into the promised land. And they said, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. God said, fine, I'll wipe you all out. And Moses prayed later. He says, God, wait a second. Wait a second. I pray for these people. Don't wipe them out. Listen to your words and listen to what you say. God act. And God does. And he forgives them, but he sets up a, a boundary for them. They say, oh, no, no, we're going up now. We're going up into the land. And that didn't work out too good for them. As much as Moses prayed, each and every one of those children of Israel had a personal responsibility before God. And that's the same for each and every one of us. Pray. As you pray, as you intercede for that loved one, pray that they'll be a Joshua. Pray that they will be a Caleb in this story. That God will put the right person in the right place at the right time. Pray that God will do something amazing. Intercede for them. Let God do it. You, you, I, I encourage you to speak and to be bold and to, to speak up and say the right things. But leave that between. You pray. You pray. And you work. And you give the word of God. And let God work on their heart. And let them have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's pray. And tonight as we pray. I'd like you to intercede. Moses interceded for the children of Israel. People that. He found dear in his life. He prayed that God would do something. He quoted scripture. He appealed to God's character. And I'd like you to do that today, tonight. There's somebody that God's laid on your heart. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a grandchild. A cousin, a parent, a neighbor, a friend. I'd like you to pray. First, thank God for who He is. And bring up the name of that person. And then pray that God will do something amazing. Just because you prayed tonight, don't stop praying. Be persistent in prayer. Praise God for what He will do. For our God answers prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You and I praise You for Moses interceding on behalf of the children of Israel. And Lord, tonight... 
We bring before you loved ones who we are interceding on behalf of. We bring them before your throne and we lift them up in prayer. And I pray that you will hear that mercy will be found. That they will take that personal responsibility and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. To find your forgiveness to be amazing. That they can follow your, your word and that they will be an unshackled story. I thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.